The Windermere Boathouse battle moves forward in a lawsuit. The paper acknowledges a hometown serviceman with a great heart. And the Citadel acknowledges a hometown hero. While Orange County is hearing from the people of Windermere High School. The date is September 15th, 2022. We're going to go through these stories and more. Welcome to West Orange on the Go. My name is Austin Arthur, and this is where we do local news and comments. And when I say local news, I mean hyper-local. West Orange, this is your news. We begin in 10 seconds. You're listening to West Orange on the Go. Brought to you by the West Orange Times and Observer. Hosted by Austin Arthur. West Orange on the Go. In Windermere, the town council there has approved unanimously a resolution to officially authorize the town attorney to proceed with a lawsuit filed against occupants of the boathouses there. Now, this is a story we talked about in the past and It is still a controversial one. Many of the residents are upset by this. One lifelong resident and former town council member, Mark Keller, said in part to the town council members, quote, the government continues to take away our rights. It's time for this government to rein in a little bit. You're out of control, unquote. Now, in this week's paper, the full story is laid out. Um, However, I want to make sure we have a true clarity here on on what the town is trying to accomplish with this and what the citizens are upset about. So these boathouses that are there in Windermere, well, they've been there a long time, over 100 years, older than the town itself. Now, in these boathouses, there have been Dozens of occupants over the years, uh, different families. But ownership is in dispute. That's the real heart of the issue here. It is in dispute. Who owns these boathouses? The town states that they have ownership, that the town itself owns the boathouses. And the occupants say that, well, they own them. The town says they're just leaseholders. And the occupants reference, um, they have some quick claim deeds over the decades that uh, were filed without dispute from the town or anyone else over the years. And there are some documents that are official town documents, according to these occupants, that uh, recognize private ownership of these boathouses. Now, the town disputes this, of course. They say that, uh, well, they reference a 1986 lease that they say cleared uh, the situation to make it clear that these are owned by the town. And this was renewed uh, since that time. You know, the town believes strongly that they own these boathouses. The occupants feel strongly that they do. So they tried to work it out uh, to no resolve, uh, so are looking to the courts. And they're looking to the courts to see what they have to say on the issue. So that's where it will be decided. This thing is going to be decided um, in a lawsuit. Now, the town is not sure what they will do with the boathouses if they are successful in the lawsuit. But alas, one thing is certain, the boathouses are protected. The town council has placed them on the historic registry. Now, that happened some years ago. So they cannot be destroyed or replaced. 
So the question is not uh, whether the town wants to get rid of them. That will not happen. It is what they want to do with them if they do uh, have success in securing that ownership. Okay, we will monitor it. All right, let's go on up to the city of Ocoee now. Now, they just had a big event where they introduced their new city hall to their community and officially to their staff, a ribbon cutting. That was on Thursday, September 8th, and it is 46,000 square feet. Uh, and it is a beautiful building, a beautiful place for these folks to work and for the residents to um, go to for the resources they need from the city and services. And I was lucky to be in attendance, and I will tell you it was great, a great experience. The mayor did a terrific job uh, hosting the event um, as the, the lead of the ceremony there. And the staff did a wonderful job putting it together. You know, you had the chamber there. Everybody was there. It was wonderful. So I encourage you to check that new city hall out. It's just beautiful. And if you are a resident of Ocoee, the great West Orange city of Ocoee, you have every reason to be proud of your leadership and to be proud of this new building. All right. So if you missed the event, but you wish you would have been there, that's because you're not paying close attention to the Orange Observer. We, we do update you about these things. So you can get subscribed on orangeobserver.com. You can follow us on Facebook. You could get the actual paper. You know, back in the old days, they actually used to put paper in the hand and read the paper that way. <laughs> Some of us still do it. And the West Orange Times and Observer still offers it. So it's the big red boxes all around town. You can go online to find out where the... Uh, big red box closest to you exists so you can get your weekly updates. All right, now we will get into the final page pretty quickly here today, something I want to talk about, um, a hot topic about Windermere High School and their football stadium, or will it really lack thereof. Uh, let's dive into two great warm stories first. I will touch on two of my favorites from this week, uh, and then we will head into that final page. Even when he's sound asleep, three-year-old Roe Nelson recognizes and immediately wakes up when he hears the distinct sound of the garbage truck coming up the street of his neighborhood each Tuesday and Friday. And it's all because of Mr. Dean, Sanitation worker Dean Budin has amassed quite a fan base in his 16 years with the City of Winter Garden's Solid Waste Department. And throughout the city, he is known as the magical garbage man to many of the young children along his route. Now, the piece by Amy Questenberry tells about Mr. Dean, just a terrific person, uh, Frank Gilbert, the assistant city manager of Winter Garden, he said, quote, he loves kids and always stops to talk to them. He's become a local hero, especially with the kids and parents. He's such a super guy. He's humble. He's so nice, end quote. You see, that is the kind of staff that we have working in our great West Orange municipalities. I love it. I love it. I love it. So check out the full piece in this week's paper as we highlight the great humble servants we have 
working in our communities. Okay, and now this World War II hero from Winter Garden has been recognized as a graduate of the Citadel nearly eight decades after he was killed when his plane was shot down in combat. Lieutenant Colonel George Bray McMillan was posthumously honored in a ceremony on Friday, September 9th at the Charleston, South Carolina Military College. His family received his undergraduate diploma in class of 1938 ring. This is the first degree the school has issued after a cadet's death. Now, if you are unfamiliar with his story, after returning a hometown hero, well, he rejoined uh, what was at that time the Army Air Forces. He didn't have to go back. He, he felt compelled. He felt a sense of duty. He could have stayed home and he could have led a full life. He had done his duty. But instead, he went back to serve and was killed on June 24, 1944, on his 53rd mission. He was shot down near China and was 28 years old. So if it was not for his bravery, he would have been able to finish school at the Citadel. So for him to receive this award, this honor... After his death is not only the first in the school's history, but is very appropriate. Winter Garden Mayor John Reese wrote a letter that accompanied George McMillan's nomination for this honor. It read in part, Every person, young and old, in Winter Garden has grown up learning about George McMillan, a dedicated and honorable man. It would be a great honor to our city to have you bestow a degree to Lieutenant Colonel McMillan from the Citadel, a most reputable institution of higher education that meant so much to him. And we are grateful to the mayor for his part in making this happen. That is what leadership looks like. All right, and on to the final page. And this one is, well, it's getting a lot of attention on social media. You see, Orange County has revoked the ability for Windermere High School students and families to park on the grass at Deputy Scott Pine Community Park during football games. Now, they state that this is due to damage the grass has been getting during the games uh, caused by really by wet and bad weather. Folks are rightfully concerned, even outraged, about this sudden revoking. You know, it's, it's, it's seemingly almost like a knee-jerk reaction because the, uh, the grass there got so messed up at the last game. Now, just so you understand, several years ago, there was a struggle with concerns about the new school being built there, they ended up not building the stadium on site, but it sits about a mile and a half away at the, um, at the Scott Pine Community Park. Deputy Scott Pine, a, a great hero in this community who was killed in action. Uh, but alas, 
this is where it sits. This is where the stadium is. It's not at the school. You know, the problem is that this is a, uh, not only is it the, you know, not the experience we want for our, our kids, uh, but it's an undue safety burden at this point. You know, there's no real coverage over there uh, if a sudden weather incident occurs or, or something else. So normally you'd be able to, at least when they're at the park there, you know, a mile and a half away, normally if something was to occur, like a weather incident, you know, folks could at least jump into their car, you know, which is not ideal. You would hope that there'd be some kind of proper coverage, but at least they could jump into their car. Well, due to weather softening the grass and the cars getting it a little torn up, well, now they have decided to not let their cars even be there for them to run to in case there is a a critical situation. So it seems a little bit ironic. You know, the concern for the grass is due to rainy, stormy weather. So Orange County sees that there's a concern there with weather, and their response is to remove the, the thin veil of protection the families have from inclement weather at the park, their vehicles. Perhaps not really thought out. We're concerned about the weather, so we make it more unsafe for students and families by forcing them to park a mile and a half down the road and take a shuttle over. You know, God forbid a sudden storm comes through or some other catastrophic incident and everyone is without protection, not even their own cars. You know, not to mention the reality that people will people will try to walk back, especially these teenagers. They're not going to want to wait for the bus or the whatever they, the buggy, whatever they got coming. And, you know, it's not really funny because that's a dark road there. There's, there's no real lights. There's no proper lights for the sidewalk. I mean, it's really not safe at night for that. You know, the article placed the blame at nobody's feet. It just was kind of reporting the facts to the folks right away so that they knew, so that people had time for this information to get to them before the, the game tomorrow. Um, since it's county, it's not OCPS, it's the county that's pulling the agreement. Um, the, the proper recourse for citizens is to express their grievances with their elected official so they can act on their behalf. So they could represent them with the staff at the county. Now, that would be one Commissioner Nicole Wilson. And so the article CC'd her contact info so folks can know where to go to express their concerns. The only legitimate place to do so. Uh, They did not place any blame on on her feet. Yet her reaction... Her initial reaction, unfortunately, I was, um, you know, it was it was sad to see it. It um, it was pretty. She attacked the paper again, and I don't know why she keeps doing this. I don't know what the deal is, but to be honest, it's quite bizarre, and it's quite unfortunate. You know, we're a community here, and she just attacks them. She says, "Quote: Orange Observer needs to." issue a correction and an apology for this misleading and incomplete reporting. I was not involved and have never been involved in parking procedures 
for Windermere High School football games or any football games and was never asked by Orange Observer about changes, etc., etc. It goes on. Um, you know, it goes on for a few posts. And, you know, it just seemed like she reacted defensively, strangely. I don't even know if she read the actual piece. It seems quite emotional, the reaction. Um, and then, you know, <laughs> when people started to, you know, kind of call her out on that, she just did kind of the opposite. She suddenly changed her tune and she thanked the observer for basically for good reporting. It was, it was just, it was kind of weird. Uh, so I don't know what the heck is going on over there, but I do know that um, I have had my concerns about this commissioner that I have expressed here on this podcast. You know, this is not the uh, opinions of the Orange Observer. No such thing here. It's the opinions of Austin Arthur. This is a, a podcast that is, you know, it's a subjective editorial style podcast. So it's just it's just me speaking here. But I've expressed my concerns. And, you know, I got no enemies. I don't believe in that sort of thing. It's not my style. When I see the commissioner face to face while engaging in community works, uh, we are always very friendly with each other. She's kind to me and I'm kind to her, uh, but that, you know, that's kind of what perplexes me, too, about the way she acts publicly sometimes. I don't know. I don't know if it's the stress of the job or, or something else. You know, we, we're all West Orange residents. We go to the same grocery stores. We, our kids, grandkids attend the same schools. You know, I hope that we'll see a change here. You know, we need less fighting. They do that nationally in politics. And more of the working for the people. Because that is what West Orange is all about. This has been Austin Arthur with the West Orange Times and Observer. And until next week, have a happy, blessed weekend. West Orange on the Go is brought to you by the West Orange Times and Observer. Hosted by Austin Arthur. West Orange on the Go.